If your doctor says stop running, you just might want to fire your doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running, even if you've been injured. In this episode, we're talking about the top five reasons runners should fire their doctor. Now, if you're a runner, you probably like to run. If you get injured, you probably still want to run. You need a doctor who will be on your team, not the other way around. Times in medicine have changed. Arguably, they've changed for the better. It used to be that there was this very paternalistic attitude among doctors. Whenever the patient would seek treatment, the doctor would simply tell the patient what to do. The patient was expected to do as he was told. But in the last few decades, the power has clearly shifted back toward the patient. Patients expect good customer service, expert advice, and expect to get better. The advent of the internet has done more than any other single factor to shift the power of healing back toward the patient. If you have a running injury, the chances are good that you can find the information online that will help you determine what structure is injured and what it will take to heal that running injury. Not surprisingly, many runners already have a fairly clear idea of what's going on with a running injury when they show up at the doctor's office. Some doctors find this troubling. Some physicians even take offense at the notion that some patient could have made a self-diagnosis. But regardless of the doctor's attitude, the patient has the ability and information available to get a pretty good idea of what may be causing foot pain whenever a running injury crops up. My suspicion is that the overwhelming majority of injured runners are able to heal their injuries on their own. Whether advice comes from running buddies or Dr. Google, common running injuries can be fairly easy to self-treat. But when attempts at self-treatment fail, frustrated runners will find themselves seeking help from sports medicine physicians. Once you suffer the obligatory stay in the waiting room, be prepared to ask yourself whether or not your doctor offers up any of the following reasons for you to lose faith. Here are the top five reasons runners might want to fire their doctor. Now, the first reason is that your doctor lacks experience treating runners, and this seems like it's obvious, but There's a long-running joke that doctors are practicing medicine because they're still trying to figure out how to do it. No one wants a doctor who looks like Doogie Howser, MD. The base assumption is that the younger a doctor has less experience than an older one. But gray hairs and years of experience in practice simply aren't enough for a runner. You need running-specific expertise. The unfortunate reality is that some doctors like treating runners and some doctors hate it. The simplest way to figure out whether or not your doctor really has experience healing running injuries is to ask. Of course, most patients aren't going to be comfortable looking the doctor in the eye and asking her whether or not she's truly qualified to help with a running injury. But you can do a little clandestine research on your own before you meet the doctor to help figure out whether or not running injuries are really a subspecialty of your chosen physician. If you look up the doctor's practice website, you're probably going to find some information about the doctor, some information about their location, and then some articles that they've written on the website to help promote their practice and and their area of expertise. And if you find many articles written about common running injuries, you're probably heading down the right path. However, if instead you find lots of general articles about feet or ways to stay healthy and active, then your doctor may be more of a general orthopedist than a running-specific physician. Most of the doctors I personally know whom specialize in running injuries, they either currently run frequently or they used to run competitively. And most of these doctors also have pictures of themselves running marathons somewhere on their website. So 
Even if your doctor seems to be an excellent physician based on her credentials and training, you may be better off seeking a physician who enjoys working with runners and has a great deal of experience specifically in treating running injuries. Now, the second reason you may want to fire your doctor is that the other patients don't look like runners. Now, the next time you go to the doctor, look around the waiting room. Does the crowd there look like the group you see whenever you register for a marathon? If so, that's a good sign. Or does it look more like registration for Wednesday night bingo at the nursing home? That obviously would, would not be such a good sign. If you see a sports medicine physician who really spends most of his time working with athletes, his waiting room should be filled with athletes. But if instead of truly working with athletes, he simply has a practice that kind of promotes the idea of being active, he may have a waiting room filled with elderly, obese, sedentary appearing patients. So if you look around the waiting room and it appears that most of the patients couldn't even run from the couch to the refrigerator, it's kind of hard to understand how the doctor could get much experience working with injured runners. The third reason that you might want to fire your doctor is that your doctor thinks running and other forms of exercise are all the same. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler in my experience is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You know, I have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in a more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. The third reason that you might want to fire your doctor is that your doctor thinks running and other forms of exercise are all the same. Have you ever heard, running is too hard on the body, you should swim instead? Running can place larger forces on the body than walking. It's simply math and physics. More force equals more stress. Many doctors will attempt to coerce patients into switching forms of exercise. I will openly acknowledge that this strategy makes sense for people who are simply exercising to lose weight or maintain a certain fitness level. Switching from running to riding a bike, swimming, or working out on an elliptical trainer can decrease the stresses and mitigate the strain applied to a variety of structures in the feet and ankle. In theory, lower stress, lower impact exercising can help running injuries heal faster. But any runner can quickly explain there is no sufficient substitute for running. I myself, I'm an Ironman triathlete. I've finished 15 Ironman races, and so by default, I've ridden my bicycle for thousands of miles. I've also spent a lot of time in the water swimming, but I'm a runner at heart. 
I don't think I would die if I had to give up swimming, honestly. And, and frankly, I could even give up riding my bike, but I don't think I could give up running. Running is the most efficient form of exercise I've ever found. One hour of running can give me a workout that would equate to about five hours on the bike. And I could swim all day and not get the same level of exercise I do when I run for an hour. But more than that, running does something unique in terms of reduction of stress for me. I've tried many different kinds of exercise. I love rock climbing, I like to ski, but nothing comes close to running. It frankly still baffles me a little bit that physicians so quickly ask patients to switch from running to biking, swimming, or weight training. But regardless of my confusion, I am clear that any doctor who thinks running has many different equivalent exercise options or substitutions cannot really understand all the nuances of running or the injured runner. Now, the fourth reason you might want to fire your doctor is that your doctor doesn't run. Let's imagine for a moment that you let yourself go. Maybe you lapsed into a work coma. Years of work stress and overeating resulted in a doubling of your waist size. So you make a New Year's resolution to get your weight under control. You schedule a consultation with a nutritionist who's going to help you determine how to make the biggest shifts in your diet to start losing weight immediately. As you sit on the crinkly paper on top of the medical exam chair, you wait, and then there's a light knock at the door. The treatment room's door swings open to reveal a smiling, rotund man in a white coat. The nutritionist weighs 400 pounds if he weighs an ounce, and although he seems knowledgeable and friendly, you simply cannot push out of your mind the realization that there's mustard on the lapel of his white coat. Now, would you take dietary advice from a fat guy with condiments on his coat? Somehow I doubt it. I wouldn't take accounting advice from a bookkeeper who is broke. I wouldn't take dietary advice from anyone who is grossly overweight. And because even if they are experts, they just don't really seem to get the practical application of the best advice, even if it's their own. So do you have any friends or family members who don't really seem to get why you run? You know, the ones who think it's a little obsessive to run in the dark before work. The one who tells you you should take it easy instead of running on the weekends. Although our less active loved ones mean well, they certainly don't understand why running is so important to us. If your closest and friends and family can't understand why you're running, do you really think a total stranger like a doctor will understand you better? If your doctor doesn't run, you can't expect her to understand your passion for running, nor should you expect her to support it. It's just much easier to relate to a doctor who runs and understands runners. And the last reason that you might want to fire your doctor is that your doctor says, stop running. If your doctor's very best idea is that you should give up running entirely, time to go to plan B. Find a doctor who will help you keep running. I'm often invited to lecture at medical conferences to teach physicians about running injuries. Virtually every time I give a lecture and present the case of an injured runner with a complicated problem, I try to make the talks interactive. And so I ask the audience what treatment they would recommend. Keep in mind the attendees are all doctors. It always baffles me that some doctor in the audience will almost always say, tell her to stop running. I usually respond by asking, okay, if you were a pulmonologist and the same patient came into your office complaining that it hurt whenever she was breathing, would you simply tell her to stop breathing? The goal of any physician treating a patient with a running injury is to help the patient figure out how to run. Of course, the simple, easy way is instead to tell you to stop running. After all, if you can walk without pain and it only hurts when you run, if you stop running, the problem, quote-unquote, is solved. To you as a runner, the problem is not pain. The problem is that you have pain when you run. 
you have to expect and sometimes demand that the doctor help you figure out how to run. It's crucial that you explain to your doctor that running is not a hobby. It's not a way for you to lose weight. It's not a way for you to pass the time. When you have a running injury, running isn't the problem. Running is the goal. Make it clear to your physician that running is part of your life. Running is a lifestyle, not an activity. You are hiring a physician to get expert advice and guidance and help you develop strategies to continue running. So if your doctor says stop running, fire your doctor. Then go find a doctor who will help you figure out how to keep running. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.